Okay, hi everybody. The podcast is on purpose, and we are your hosts. I'm Dr. John Duffy, and with me is Chicago Tribune columnist Heidi Stevenson. Hi, John. <laughs> hi, Heidi. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. I've had a great week. You have been flying all over promoting this book. Flying all over promoting this book, but the best part had to have been last Thursday night, and I'm grateful to you for putting together and orchestrating the coolest part of promoting a book. Wasn't that fun? Oh, my God. God, it was great. We had a Family Action Network event in Winnetka, North Shore Country Day School. I think it was Winnetka. It, it's, that should be a Winnetka thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do they have Country Day Schools anywhere outside Winnetka? <laughs> no, I it was... life will feel better when we have a, an inner city Country Day School. <laughs> that will be an equal distribution of power. No, it was lovely. It was a huge crowd. Oh, my People God. People were standing in the aisles. I will share this with you that I haven't I've spoken to you about before. So you can see online the people who have, like uh, on Facebook, how many people have registered. And early in the week, it was like 70. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I can do 70. Yeah, you that's know, nice. I, I can do 70 and not get too anxious. Yeah. And then the day of. Like 70 in an auditorium. Like and, 70 and, in a little bookstore is like, whoa. Oh, yeah. Awesome. It's, it's a nightmare. But 70 yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's in, a lot. It's yeah. a lot. It's awesome. 70 in an auditorium can feel like so. Right. <laughs> And, right, right, Anybody right. bring crickets? And you, see, and you can see where people are like scattered and yeah. sitting in the back. That's and, embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, I get it's it. embarrassing. Right. It totally is. Exactly. No, I've done those events, and you're right. like, oh, ouch. I've, <laughs> I've done them too. I did one. I did a, a signing Monday night that was, and, and a college friend of mine came, and it was a thin crowd. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's when you don't want a friend in the crowd. Exactly. Because then your friend has witnessed no one coming to see you. So, Paul, if you're possibly listening, <laughs> usually it's way more impressive. That was such an aberration, Paul. <laughs> okay, anyway, but 70 people had... So, 70 people had registered as of, I don't know, early last week. Okay. And then Thursday, I before the event, I just happened to look, and it's 270, and I'm like... Oh, oh, okay. This is now a thing. Yeah. You, know, you told me it was probably going to be a thing because the fabulous Lonnie Stonish does things. She, she doesn't have makes doesn't do half things. magic happen. She's amazing. Yes. And I get it. And I love her. Yes. People so, love Fan. I mean, people yeah. love Fan as they should because she brings fantastic authors to town and she leads great discussions and gets great moderators and all the rest. Um, so we so, had a packed house, and it was awesome, and we had— But I, people also came to see you. I mean, people, you know, people read your stuff and, I think, listen to this, and, and you touched on a really, really timely, essential topic that's close to people's hearts, and so there's that, too. I appreciate that, and I think people also—and I, I mean this sincerely—came to see you as well, right? You're well-known, Mostly, but—no, I'm sorry. <laughs> mostly, but yeah. I no, did, one I, or two. Maybe one or two. <laughs> Trying to be flattering. Well, I think a couple. The giant poster did have the, my head exceptionally large on it. It did, and I brought that up with Lonnie afterwards. But um, <laughs> one or two of our five listeners came because um, one woman came up to me afterwards and said, "Like I listened to the podcast and I liked seeing you guys in person because then I could see your facial expressions, like responding to stuff that John says, and I can't see your face during the podcast." And I was like, "Oh, I should have probably fixed my face during." <laughs> and she's like, "No, no." no. Oh, no, it was fun. Um, so I think we even had some podcast listeners there. That's awesome. I know. So thank you for anybody who came. Totally. That's very cool. Totally. So one of the things that happened on the way out, speaking of the poster, was what I was hoping we could talk a little bit about today because, um, so, you know, Fan had these giant posters with John's giant face 
uh, you know, up outside the school. So people knew which entrance to follow and like, okay, yeah, I'm at the right place. It's pitch dark and it's three degrees out and just get me inside. And so here's these posters to point you. Right, (laughs) right, right. Yeah. Point you toward the light. Um, And so afterwards, I'm walking out with you and Julie and you guys start joking around about these posters and we pose for photos and everything. And I just had such a warm feeling about like how much fun you guys have together and that you can kind of tease each other, tease yourselves a little bit in front of the other. And I had also, and I hope this is okay to say, I had talked to Julie before it started and, you know, we were just waiting for this show to start. And I was like, did you guys have dinner before? And she said that you guys got up there early (laughs) and found a Starbucks. Yes. And you had so much time to kill. And she's like, you know, I was just talking, talking, talking. And John was like, oh, I wish I was here by myself. <laughs> like, stop talking. I need silence. I cannot tell you the degree to which I need to be alone right now. <laughs> and she said it super good naturedly. And I had a feeling that you probably said it good naturedly. Or if you didn't, she knows you well enough to not take offense at it. Uh, whatever. I'm oh, we were both laughing broadly at me for being so nervous about about the event that, you know, I needed to be alone and just sit there and stew in my own juices. And she just would bring something up like innocuous, like, yeah. you know, like, you know, hey, New York next week is going to be yeah. fun. <laughs> would you please? <laughs> <laughs> OK, that's exactly how I pictured it. And I just got I, I, I this was all on my mind when I think it was the next day Barack Obama posted that super cute little photo montage of him and Michelle on her birthday. And like they were goofing around together in like a photo booth situation yeah. or like a string of photos together. And I thought like how important it must be. And you see couples all the time to laugh together. Yeah. Right. And laugh with each other, even laugh a little at each other. Definitely laugh at yourself. Yep, yep. Right? And I think that can be hard in a marriage or in a relationship. Definitely. I think there's a tipping point where it becomes hard and it becomes not fun but biting. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Where it becomes like it becomes the negative part, right? You know what I mean? Like I'm actually digging in at you. You Right. You're the butt of my joke. Exactly. Okay. So let's talk about how let's talk about that tipping point. Because I, I think that I mean, I guess some of it is what sort of person you are are you someone who punches down are you someone who tries to make someone else feel bad for a laugh right or are you do you have assumed um you know is there an an assumption of kindness and good naturedness in your humor so that naturally you don't really take offense when the person says it because you're like well it's a you know he's a good guy she's a good person right 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 um so i guess there's some of that yeah but also do you think there's stuff that's like stay away from it or, 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 or ask the person later. Like, I, I wonder sometimes if, you know, Michael and I have done this later where like, you know, you're in a moment, you're at dinner with friends or you're at a party or whatever. And then later it's like, um, Hey, did you feel okay about the thing I said? Um, yes, or for sure. I, I, I feel like your face changed a little bit when I said, blah, blah, blah. Like, did I hurt your feelings? Like, yeah, I yeah. think you can check in. Well, later. I think we, we, uh, in marriage, we know each other well enough to check in, right? Mm-hmm. To see, like, you know, or, or, was was that all right? Or um, and oftentimes, I I think the the thinking about the tipping point specifically, I think the difference is, um, are we in this together? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Even even if you cross the line, like mm-hmm. you know, so you say something um, that might cross the line with Michael, and then but you check in with him, and then the next day. You could even 
make fun of the situation a little bit together. And totally. that become, becomes part of the kind of this um, groundswell of in-jokes that you have. Right. I think, I, I think in-jokes in marriage are um, and relationships in general are so underrated yep. because I think they carry you. Like through hard times, right? In the middle of an argument, you know, like um, Julie and I are lucky. We don't argue that often. Uh, We're bad at it, you know, like (laughs) um, we don't like it and we're bad at it, but we're good at like pulling a joke out of the sky. Yeah. And, and, you know, like, and, and then we're both like kind of almost right away, like, Okay, I think we're good. Yeah, yeah it's done. then you're like riding in the same car again yes. all of a sudden, right? Yes. Yeah, instead of like veering off in different directions, you're like, nope, we're back on the same thing. Yep, and and I feel, I can tell when a couple is not in that situation mm-hmm. because they're, sometimes you can literally see it, Heidi, because like from where I sit in my office, I have a big wide couch, and if they're close on one side or in the center. Usually it's one side. Yeah. Um, then I think, okay, we're fine. Um, if they're all the way, you know, like you, you can get four feet apart on my couch. Yeah. And if they're four... <laughs> Somebody's <laughs> on an arm. <laughs> Both. Everybody's on an arm. Right. right? And if they could get, get on the other side and yeah. still sit, they would do that. You know what I mean? I'll be in the hall. Can we just FaceTime? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. How yeah. far away from you can I be? You know right, what I mean? Like right, right. reasonably. Then then you know, like, mm, yeah, there's some serious problems here. But, yeah. you know, but I do think you're um you, you sent me the uh the Barack and Michelle pictures. Yeah. And they are adorable, first of all, and mm, God. I know. I love those people. I know. Um, I love her arms. But yes, go ahead. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Impressively toned arms. Arm goals. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag arm goals. That seems to me like a true love story. I've been thinking lately because people are obsessed with Brad and Jen getting back together, which I don't advocate. I, I don't. I, I just think there's such a high chance that he's a jerk and like left her for a co-star. And like, I just don't understand the obsession with Brad and Jen back together. I just think like, why would we want that for her? I think anyway. Um, I actually agree with that, by the way. Okay. Right? I mean, well, I, if you think about how this went down, I remember her saying something. We won't spend a lot of time on this, but, but, um, <laughs> 15, 20. But, this, <laughs> but here's my take on Jennifer. Anderson. Okay, good. She will die alone. What? No, no I don't no, think she, she said something after, um, he left her for another woman, uh-huh. uh, you know, broadly in front of everybody. Right. Charming. <laughs> and, right. Yes. And she said, um, there's an empathy gene missing there. Yes. I right? remember her saying that. Yes. And so, and, and I will never forget that because I, when I work in relationships, I kind of pay attention to that. Like, right. is there empathy here? And, you know, and, and fondness and, and admiration for one another. And, um, and I believed her. I believed her when she said that. Yep. And I'm not sure what shifts that you know i don't know brad pitt very well <laughs> <laughs> look i do and she's she's spot on no i don't but also when you read interviews with him he's like so you know i drink a lot and i smoke a lot of pot and but it, yeah i don't know maybe i'll grow up one day or maybe not and it's like well i why are we so right intent on those two back together anyway i where i was going with that is I don't see them and think like, oh, true love, like mutual, respectful, fun, beautiful. I When I look at Harry and Meghan, uh-huh. I think true love, don't yes, you? Absolutely. When I look at Barack and Michelle, I think, oh, true love. And I think a lot of it is like they're grinning and they're like they have a closeness and yeah. they seem to actually enjoy each other. I will say, and I'm super curious to get your take on this. 
that feels to me like an easier thing to find and pursue in a marriage now than maybe 20 years ago, 40 years ago, 60 years ago. Like if you read marriage scholars, right, Eli Fingal or anyone who's sort of studying the institution itself and right. the history of it and how it's changed from like survival to like, I just need somebody to like, you know, keep the farm running to, yeah. you know. This is utilitarian, right? Utilitarian. Falling to, in love. We don't have the luxury that of was a luxury, that. <laughs> right. Not even really something people were imagining for themselves right, in right, many right. cases. And of course, you're going to have exceptions. You know, anytime I write about this topic, I get people who say, like, my grandparents were madly in love. And, they, right. and of course, there are exceptions. Yeah. And that's wonderful. Um, but for the most part, the data will show you, right, that, like, people didn't usually marry for, like, a soulmate and because they were madly in love and Definitely. because the other person brought out the best in them and they brought out the best in the other person. And in a way that most people have the option of doing now, right, because you don't really have to get married now, right? There's no social stigma to now staying single. There's no, you don't have to be married to have a child. You nope. don't have to be married to be financially stable. Right. Male or female. Male now, or right? female. Yeah. It helps all of those things sure. often, but it is certainly not a prerequisite. Nope. So you can hold off till you find a best friend and a partner and a soulmate and all those things. In a weird way, marriage is a choice now where it probably wasn't 70 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I think that's right. Yeah. So I find it like a little, it just hits my ear wrong when I hear um, jokes about like, you know, I was in the doghouse or the old ball and chain or like the sort of the sort of marriage, you know, cliche stereotypes, ne negative ones um, that made some sense a few decades ago. But now it's like, ooh, I don't know if there's, there's much room for that anymore, no. you know? No, um, because that puts you in different cars, right? Mm -hmm. And I used to think, in in in, uh, in fairness to my gender, I used to think this was mostly a guy thing. The doghouse thing, ball and chain thing. I got to get home, but I wish I didn't have to. I mm -hmm. wish I could stay at the bar and drink a couple more. Um, but I hear from women like, no, no, we will we will talk really terribly about our husbands. Too, uh -huh. you know? <laughs> so this is an equal opportunity problem yeah. in marriage, right? Um, Which I think, you know, obviously, if you're going to spend, you know, your life with someone like they are going to get on your nerves and you're going to get on their nerves for, for sure. sure. Like, yeah. it's not a like, oh, wow, you're a failure of a human if you aren't insanely in love with your spouse at every moment. I'm just saying, like, I, I feel like, you know, the... If you're still out there looking for someone, you know, the, the the humor and fun together is like should be high on the list. And also, like, if you can find a way to get more of it in your marriage now, I just feel like it goes such a long way. It carries and, it. And if you feel like, you know, and I'm saying this based on experience, I'm divorced, you know, and, and remarried. Um, I think um, if you can... Take some of what you're feeling like you got to go unload at the bar with your friends, girlfriends or boyfriends, um, and find a way to, like, talk it through with the partner instead, right? And maybe even with a little bit of humor. Wouldn't that help? So much. So, And, and there's this, there is this idea of kind of sharing your life with someone. Like, you know, so I, I, I did this thing. Um, I went to New York yesterday. I did a TV thing. 
And it, in a way, it's not a thing until I tell Julie about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't really... If I were single, that wouldn't mean nearly as much to me as it does to, to call Julie and say, boy, New York is a shithole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like I need that I need that sounding now board. It's and I real. need her to recognize, like, you know, and acknowledge that reality. Yeah. Or to say, no, 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 it's you know, it's great. But there's something about the exchange yep. and the fun of it. The fun of it in part is the the sharing of it. Yeah. And um even if you come from different points of view, over time you get to know each other's points of view mm-hmm. and you can play with it and be playful with it. And man, when marriage is no longer Playful and fun and funny. Mm-hmm. Oh God, I the, the the reality of its tenability is that a word? Tenability? Sure, it is now. Okay, yeah. The the reality of its tenability uh-huh. <laughs> uh, drops um, enormously. Yeah, yeah. So I think um, there's probably parenting lessons in here too, right? Oh, for sure. And I'm thinking about Thursday night when one of the people in the audience at the fan event asked about. Um, being friends with your kid. And she said, you know, we're always told not to be friends with our kid, right? Um, You're not their friend, you're their parent. And we talked about that. And, you know, I feel like a lot of times parents are are led to believe that being their kid's friend is bad because that means they're going to try to be the cool parent who lets them drink in the basement or you know, doesn't punish them when they jewel or like, you know, the, like you're my peer, you're, we hang, you know, right, right. we're bros. I'm cool. Whatever you want to do, you're I'm cool. good with, yeah. you know, like I get it. And yeah. I don't, that's not how I think of being your kid's friend. I think of being your kid's friend as being their ally and wanting the best for them. And, you know, be, t- ha- being a sounding board for all sorts of stuff, them not being scared of you, them not seeing you as sort of the police, but them for seeing sure. you as a mentor and a guide and someone who has their best interests in mind, um, which and, and enjoys them and and likes them and has fun with them as well. Right. And it, and in which case you would not let them jewel and drink in the basement because those things aren't good for them. Right. Right. And friends want good things for each other. You're like the nerdy, a little bit smarter, older <laughs> right. friend. Right. 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 <laughs> right? And but even you, but even the even the. um I, I every once in a while I'll work with a uh, I, I'm sorry to interrupt but I, okay. I'll work with like um, parents and a, and a child and the kid will say like you know can I have a party you know like this weekend and and they'll all laugh you know they'll yeah. all laugh like no of right. course you can't have a party this weekend like and right. the kid will get it like you know they'll get like you know you know you know what the deal is yeah but, you know like. Good try in front of the therapist. Did you? Right. What made you think that this dynamic was going to change it? You yeah, know? Like, you're going to jump in and be like, "That might be really good for him." <laughs> or, or, or the parents I had I, one one dad not long ago was like, you know, um, yeah. So, like, how many handles of tequila do you think we're going to need? You know, like, I, how, what are we talk? Like, are we talking about seven or eight kids uh-huh. or thirty? You know, because I need to know what to pick up at the right. liquor store. How much I, ice? <laughs> You guys are going to plow through the ice. I can just tell. Well, I think, um, you know, it, it it can be confusing 
to hear all this advice about like, you know, how to keep your kids on the straight and narrow and how to retain, you know, your authority in the household and and also like, but also be like, you know, open and friendly and not scary. And so it's like, what? Um, do, do all the things. Do all the things. All the things right and, now. Right. And there's books out there. If it sounds confusing, read them. Um, <laughs> so I totally like I, I, I find myself, you know, relating to some of that, like what? Um but I'm also going to say that I think, and I I learned this from you for sure, um, you know, if you can be goofy with your kid yeah. um, and have in-jokes with your kid, right? Yes. And, like, laugh together, I think maybe some of the hard stuff um, maybe doesn't stay hard for as long Definitely. or you get to solutions maybe a little, because you're, you're, uh, you're allies again, right? Your like, allies and your and your relationship is resilient. You know what I mean. So like I'm I'm thinking of th- there weren't many times we, we didn't have many like all night things with when George was like in high school or anything, but there were one or two times where he'd be like, oh no, you know like I I, I have this problem I have this thing due, and so um, typically. I would for sure stay up. Sometimes Julie would, and we'd like, you know, kind of like work it through together. And um, we would take these breaks and we'd like laugh and, mm. you know, like, um, Sing. But it was never like, you know, <laughs> you moron, like, you right. know, like think this through next time. It right. was always like, Do you know, you know how know, tired I'm going to be tomorrow. Yeah, Thanks. Right, right. Yeah. No, never that. Yeah. Never that. Okay. And then I saw you post a comment on Facebook. I don't even remember what the heck the string was about. Might have been after our fan event. But anyway, something about, you and Julie buying George penis spray? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. Yes. It was when we were talking about Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina candle. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> okay, so tell the story. I don't know the context. So um, we, Ju- Julie wrote me um, when I was at work, and, uh, and George was uh, rooming his freshman year with his best friend. And there was, uh, it wasn't just penis spray, but, uh, but there, there were a couple other like inappropriate items, you know? Um, and, uh, and we thought, yeah, that guy should probably have yeah. that. It's, just, it's certainly a conversation starter. Is it like for, a potpourri, like a room freshener? Oh, is it, was, it like a, what is it supposed it, to as do? As a product, it's wretched. I don't know. I, oh, nothing. Okay. I think it's supposed okay. to be just a bit. Just Whereas, to, you just look at it right. and laugh. Gwyneth's okay. can- candle, I've yet to figure out the purpose but $70 I think the purpose is to make her $70 (laughs) per candle (laughs) and I suspect they're sold out for out. is that right 100% sold out interesting right yeah but anyway like that is so no it was just it was a bit like we wanted them you know we wanted them to open penis spray because how funny is that you go to college and you get your penis spray right (laughs) it's funny and like it's from your parents and that doesn't mean you guys like shipped him care packages of booze no no but you could still be like the cool fun parents right (laughs) without also being like the rule breaking you know we we have never grown up and we are it's arrested development and we still want to be in college too so and and we're not going to use this kind of language you know what i mean like and i get where we all get to have our codes and say you know like you know certain things are acceptable certain things are unacceptable in our family we can say penis spray and we can even buy it (laughs) (laughs) And then talk about it. Right, right, right. But even if you have a different code than that, you can find the fun with your kid. Like, you know what I mean? You know them and um, and it's important to connect with them in that way. And the same goes for your your spouse. You know what I mean? Like this is I don't know. I just like I said at the event, which I think I think might put some people off like George Duffy, my son, 
is my best friend. He was when he was 12. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, um, because he's the funnest guy I know. He's the funniest guy I know. I'd be lying if I said he was not. You know yeah. what I mean? I'd be making it up in order to be a parenting expert. Yeah. And that's stupid, you yeah. know? Um, so, and yet, you know, if he crossed the line, I would gently encourage him to get back over the line. Right, you know, we, right. And, and I think I had more leverage in that regard because we were close. Okay, I love that example that you're putting out there. Yeah, good. Um, I think, I, I don't think marriage works exactly that way, but it's close, right? Yeah. There's the, the, because, because it is an alliance, and we want to hold that. Right, and maybe the way to think of it is not like, if the person crosses the line, I'll help them go back to it. Because that there's a weird power differential right, right, there that shouldn't point. be there. But I think maybe the idea is, like, if it feels like one of us crossed the line and hurt each other's feelings, we can talk about it later. For right? sure. Better. Not yes. like I'm in charge of your behavior and keeping you in line the Not, way you are with a kid. Really but more point. like, you know, I'm in charge of and you are in charge of and we together are in charge of keeping this marriage healthy yep. and looking out for each other's feelings. Yep. Right. And we know when we're, you know, like um, acting out out of accordance or in accordance with our values. In a yeah. Way, right. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like Julie is really good at calling me out on like, you know, some opportunity comes along and I'm like, ooh, ooh, you know, I want to do the thing. And she, yeah. she'd be like, OK. Are you sure you want to do the thing, though? Yeah, like, <laughs> you know, let's like, think about like, this. Think about it. Be right. smart about it for a minute. You know, like, you don't have to do every little thing. Yeah. And... What's the opportunity cost? Right. What's the, yeah. And remember last time you did a thing and you were upset about it. And, right. you know, and, and only your roommate, Paul, from college showed yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> I hope Paul's listening. He got so many shout outs today. No, you kind of are each other's, like, not conscience, but, you know, you sort of, like, help the other person guide him or herself back to and it's so great to conscientious thinking or something. yeah and it's good to have that person right it's good yeah. to have somebody in your life who can do that for you i think so yeah okay i gotta go you gotta go yeah this this <laughs> is on purpose we will be back uh oh i won't be here next week ah oh, i know okay. <laughs> we'll be back in two weeks two weeks listen to this twice <laughs> okay <laughs> have a good week bye